I'm 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 throwing up the ball for you to hit it with your baseball bat. What's an isekai, Anthony? I thought we taught you something. Um, isn't that when like it's for young men? No, that's a shonen. <laughs> Actually, that's a seinen. I know it's the one where like someone gets in somehow into the world that they're not supposed to be in. Yeah. Yes, something like that. But uh, it's about a girl who really wants to read books, and that's like the whole thing. Is he goes to a different world and is reading books? It's like is that different world a library? <laughs> No, um... Welcome back to my first anime, Mob Psycho 100. This week, we will be finishing up the first season of Mob Psycho. I'm your host, Chris Bailey. I'm Salvador, also known as Monkey. And I am the strongest spirit, Anthony Vaught. Fuck off. I, I was trying to think of something <laughs> funny to say, and I couldn't think of anything. And Anthony, thank you for that. That means Owens is a bad host. That's... that's- for all my fans well out there. i was do i was trying to do that kind of stuff and then all you guys couldn't you. get it thanks mom um i <laughs> i really need something other than a host to say i don't like host um i'm not i'm inferior to monkey is always a good one to say hello yeah, i like that one let's, hello let's just, yeah. i i'm chris bailey inferior to hello, monkey i'm inferior to monkey chris bailey I'm gonna go ahead and jump in front of this train. Uh, I don't have an anime minute this week. Y'all want if y'all want to knock that out? Uh, yeah, I literally just wrapped uh, Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Is that the game? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, my feelings on it haven't really changed from last week. If you like uh, Trails or East, this is another good Nihon Falcom game. It does not. It's not groundbreaking in any way, but I enjoyed my time with it. I would play a sequel. Neon Falcom is just really good at like making characters feel like they're still anime as hell, but they're almost more realistic than like a lot of video games and shit because they feel like they have actual dynamic relationships with each other that feel real and not just like i don't know we're just a bunch of characters that are slapped together for arbitrary reasons and <laughs> would never hang out in real life other than that i started reading uh yotsubato what's that which uh it's another manga i don't know if it's over if it's still going by the guy who did azumanga daio oh okay. um a four-year-old girl and her adoptive father move into a new house and it's just very like cute and fun and wholesome it's just nothing but shenanigans and good times. Nice people being nice. You do need that in life. Uh, that's what I got. Uh, in my anime minute, because, uh, well, we can cut that. I was going to go with something funny. It wasn't as funny. You can keep that in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, I finished on B&A. It was okay. I wish it was more stylized, is the problem with B&A. It has these awesome fucking colors, and they didn't really do anything with the colors. Uh, the main character was really was interesting. Um, the other guy was pretty cool too. You guys know what I'm talking about if you're watching BNA, and um, it was okay. That's all I have to say. 
I'm probably going to start watching. There's an isekai out there with we all know what isekais are, right, Anthony? I know what a reverse isekai is. So you know what an isekai, isekai, isekai is, a clown. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing up the ball for you to hit it with your baseball bat. What's an isekai, Anthony? I thought we taught you something. Um, isn't that when like it's for young men? No, that's a shonen. <laughs> Actually, that's a seinen. I know. It's the one where like someone gets in somehow into the world that they're not supposed to be in. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. But uh, it's about a girl who really wants to read books. And that's like the whole thing is he goes to a different world and is reading books. It's like... Is that different world a library? <laughs> no. Um, also, the world I see transport to, there's no books. So she has to make like a book. It's weird. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, but I suppose it's really fucking good. And in this anime season, I, I talked to a couple of my friends and... There seem two really interesting Ishikais out, which is one is about a girl becoming a spider. So she becomes a spider in another ward. And then another one is about this lazy guy who goes to another ward. So isn't that all Isekais? Um, but he's like super lazy. Like that's the whole point. He's just being lazy. So I thought that was most of them. No. They try to do stuff in the other ones. Alright. Yeah, so let's uh let's talk about Mob Psycho one hundred, I guess. Start us off with episode nine, Claw, or the seventh division. Um, we pick up right where we left off. All the garbage espers being escorted to the claw bunker. Dude, I don't think I wrote this guy's name down a single time. Koyama? The big guy? Koyama? Does that yeah. sound right? I think it might be right. All right, let's yeah, go with it's, Koyama. Yeah, it's Koyama. Okay, yeah, he is uh, talking about, I think he's talking to Tarada, the guy we meet here. He's like, hey, don't, we're not going to let the division leader find out about Mob. We'll just handle it on our own because he's an asshole. Tarada goes out uh, to kill Mob. He's like, I can't have more powerful sidekicks out there. Take my job. <laughs> you got to nip competition in the butt. Come on. Can't be taking my job. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where this guy's coming from. I mean, he doesn't want no other powerful people to show up to take over, take his job. So yeah, I mean, it's not like he's trying to control the world or anything. Well, if you get the strongest people ever, it makes it a lot easier for you. But I understand his headspace in that. It's almost like the powers are like a, in a, an analogy. <laughs> <laughs> really interesting. You want to expand on that some? That, 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 I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. I know it's pretty deep. If you happen to like black out during the last two episodes. Uh, Teru is uh, still hanging out. Or Teru, Mob, and the leader of the Awakening place are just hanging out, talking about Claw. Uh, Tarada shows up and we get a scene of Claw talking about how, yeah, Tarada, he's going to go unprepared. He's not as strong as Koyama, but he knows what's up. He'll be careful. He could probably take him. Probably take him. <laughs> probably take him. <laughs> we cut back. He's getting dunked in water. <laughs> and he's like, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this. I took yeah. him. <laughs> I took him as easy targets. Uh, they're they're just pumping him for information. We learned that he gave up everything very easily, <laughs> but Terry doesn't believe him. And I like how like he says like we don't believe him, and then he's and then like they 
they tell you what happened a few minutes ago where he was like, I already told you about the secret location and the da 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 and the da 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 and the da. I, I thought that was such a great line. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we told him all about like the stuff. Because two was, ex- two was explaining at the very beginning of the scene about like, oh, it's over here and all this other stuff. And you're like, how does he know about this information? <laughs> and yeah, he's just, he's just telling that the guy told him. It's so good. Yeah, that was a good bit. We go back to Claw and we meet the upper echelon and the division leader, which I did not uh, list them all out because we'll meet them more intimately later. Uh, we go back to uh, the Ritsu squad in prison. Uh, they they come up with a plan to <laughs> pretend that they don't have powers. And the big <laughs> creepy jailer guy comes and takes a square head kid <laughs> and takes kid. him away. I don't remember. Kaido? Is that Kaido? I think... Uh, Actually, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Kaido. Also, you, you, you forgot to mention the boss was going to come over to the hideout in a month. You guys got to remember that. Oh, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that they said that here. Yeah, he said the boss is going to come in in a month. Yeah. I remember it. I, I didn't specifically remember it here, but I remember them saying it before the true boss comes later yeah. on in the series. <laughs> what are you talking about? The boss showed up. He just showed up a month earlier. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they make us... Uh, there, there's some screaming off screen. Dude comes back, bloody knife and a corpse. Did you guys believe that? Do you guys think kid was dead? Uh, I was like, dude, what a fucking turn this anime just took in the last like three episodes. <laughs> I mean, we was there was kidnapping and now there's a mortal. Well, the kidnapping was like, you know, it was it wasn't like that brutal. And then like it's too good. Just comes back and there's a fucking knife. And like this kid's just like there's a pool of fucking blood. And they're like, oh, my God. And he's like, yeah, if you try to escape, this happen to you, too. And I was like, hold the fuck on a second. <laughs> this is fucking the game of Mob Psycho or like Game of Thrones. Bull- like, what is going on here? Mm. Um, Wasn't there like a thing where they was talking about the hawk and claws? Have we got to that scene yet? Um, I don't know. I do remember the scene, but I don't think I wrote it down. Uh, I, I wrote down like a so thing about it, but it says true hawks don't sow their claws. Except these guys sow their claws, so they're not really true hawks, which is just a really funny. It's like, wh- why are you saying that? Like, you're saying that you guys are useless. Wait, is that true? Hawks don't have retractable claws. Are you sure? I, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't know you was a hawk expert, but I've never um, seen a bird pull its claws in. I think I could see birds pulling them out. Yeah, maybe okay, well, they can like they, they have the they have, at least have to have the ability right to like flex whether that be their toes. Yeah, or the claws themselves. maybe if, they have some muscle to be able to like pick shit up. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Also, this was before <laughs> they killed the kid. Uh, quotation marks. If you're an avian scientist, write in. Okay. <laughs> Tell, Tell us about, about birds. Yeah. Yeah. For all of our avian <laughs> avian scientist fans yeah, out there, I, I think they can pull out their claws. I think like it, I think it's a thing. But it's really funny because they say this, but it like totally goes against them because they're pulling out the claws so they're not real hawks. And yeah, I mean, I know I might be skipping ahead here, but based on what I've seen the past few episodes, yeah, I'd agree with their analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you look at the analogy in Mob's case, Mob never shows his claws, but who's yeah, a real hawk? Mob is. <laughs> and, and Reagan. Actually, Reagan shows his claws all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, but Reagan's Reagan's the truest hawk. <laughs> well, yeah, he well he shows like he shows he's a hawk, but like secretly he's like a fucking bear. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god! Like, and he just says he's a hawk, and like, no, Reagan doesn't show his claws. He fucking struts around with his plumage out. Like, look at me, I'm colorful and I'm big <laughs> and I'm a badass. You don't mess with me. Yeah, he's a fucking peacock. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you thought kid was dead? Uh, initially, yeah. Okay. I thought that they weren't gonna fucking start murdering kids. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty fucked up when you later on when you realize how they awake powers. It didn't look like anyone here was a kid, though. I mean, uh, if you've listened from the old guy, he was working there for what twenty years, ten years. Yeah. So what? They just haven't had anyone in a while. I guess not. Hmm. There's some teenage-looking motherfuckers in there. Yeah, but they're all like, yeah, I don't know. None of them look like the other kids. Yeah. Tarada ends up taking uh, Mob and Teru to the bunker by having Mob fly the car there. But Tarada escapes and attacks them with his telekinetic whips. Oh, no, no. Teru's like, no, he won't attack us. Like, we just destroy him if he attacks us. Like, there's no reason to worry about him. And then he attacks him. (laughs) Yeah, then he attacks him with... Whips, which goes what thirty meters long or something like that. I think Is he said something? 60. Did he say sixty? I don't know if sixty Motherfucker meters. Motherfucker thinks he's a JoJo villain. <laughs> I do love the fact that this anime like points out whenever someone does a secret power, like does the power, say so like, L whips. He's like, oh, okay, and they get destroyed right after afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he basically gets destroyed. He he attacks terror and seems to be doing okay, and then mob just crushes him with trees. <laughs> we all move on with our lives. <laughs> That's how it happened. Mob goes and he's out. <laughs> did did Mob is this where Mob somewhere said, Yeah, that startled me? I don't know. It was so like because it was in Mob's voice. I don't know when it's it's very beginning. He's like, Yeah, that startled me. And I was like, Oh my fucking god, Mob. <laughs> uh we come back to Ritsu and crew and uh, we get reintroduced because Ritsu <laughs> forgot all their names. Yeah, because they're basic <laughs> as fuck. That's why Ritsu forgot their names. <laughs> I remember their names. It was Elvis Hair, Pyro Guy, 60% Girl, and Email Boys. Yeah, perfect. Got it. Yep, thank you. I love this part of this, or I love this scene, though, because, like, <laughs> the guys are outside just being like, you guys plotting your escape? Yeah, they're plotting their escape. <laughs> yeah, because they decide to open the lock with a spoon that they heat up with the Pyro dudes. Amazing powers. Uh, but of course, they're all fucking useless. So Ritsu's going to go handle it. And his powers work and he throws everyone against the wall. Because why not? I have a question. What do you guys think about this one? Um, yeah. Do you guys think that all espers can like learn from each other? Or is that just like the the blonde guy? I forgot it. The guy with the wig. Is he just kind of special? What do you mean? Oh, uh, you mean like so how he copies the whips? Yeah, he just instantly like he's like, I learned his power on the whips as he's using them like two minutes later. Um, I mean, I, I think you probably can if you understand, like, how the psychic energies manifest. And I think we get from seeing him early on that he's very much in the genius uh, archetype of character, where he's just, like, really good at stuff. That's also fair, yeah. Yeah, he he's really good. We, when you realize these skull members, you're like, okay, like, you understand the difference between the people's power levels. Yeah, it, it is weird. That, well, I guess he doesn't do a whole lot, but... Oh, no, because he actually, that's, yeah, because later on in, like, uh, I think the last episode, he is basically sword fighting Sakurai. He's got a pipe that he's going toe-to-toe with him. Yeah. Well, the, the way I look at that is he just puts his psychic energy in it so he's able to block it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, but I mean, like, you would think a guy has a sword, there's sword fighting technique, so I don't know. I, look, I'm trying to give the show a little bit of credit there. <laughs> okay. But uh, V2 does, um, what's called? He does get all the guards to the cameras, and then he just beats up everybody, and he's like, yeah, I, got, I had to show them how useless we are. Did a group of people <laughs> that helped him escape. Yeah. Jesus. It's so good. Wooters, I, I don't know. It's not mean, but he's like so fucking, wait, where is it, Orange? You know what I'm talking about, right? Blunt, candid. Yeah, candid. He's like, yeah, I got to show them how useless we are, you guys, so I can just beat them up. Yeah, I don't know if I wrote it, but there's a good bit later where he says something like derisive about the guard, like the henchman, and then... Uh, Pompadour is like, wait, hold on. Does that mean because he realizes that it also applies to him? Yep. <laughs> we come back to the entrance, and this is where Terror uses the whips, like we talked about. And my man Dimple goes and possesses a guard. Which let's I enjoy. go, Dimple. When you think about it, really fucked up. When he goes and like gets inside them, he's like, "Ooh, you know what? I'm thinking about it. This is pretty bad." Although I do love the fact that everybody has dimples whenever he controls somebody. It's just a great like way to show that dimples controlling somebody. Yeah. Also, Dimple maybe not the greatest guy, so you know. Oh no, Dimple's the fucking worst. <laughs> you know what? I don't mind Dimple that much. No, I don't mind Dimple either. But in terms of like his moral compass. Oh yeah, no, that's why that's why I like him is because like it's, it's I'm gonna relate this a little bit to D and D. He's like the fucking chaotic like neutral guy or. Just like the wrench in the party kind of thing, and mm-hmm. I'm real. I'm I'm a little excited to watch that play out more in season two. I I would say he's like neutral evil is my yeah yeah. I mean yeah yeah. But like everyone like obviously mob is like the fucking neutral good or lawful neutral something like that. Yeah yeah no mob is like lawful good. Yeah uh, yeah. Lawful good's hard. Yeah probably. Reagan is lawful. Evil? Chaotic good. No, I think it's like chaotic good, right? Nah, he's like neutral. He's like White Dale, Dap in the neutral yeah, category. Maybe. He's got all smattering of everything. Yeah, I mean, he does everything for the good of everybody, but he does it for himself too. You get what I'm saying? And he's so hypocritical. Especially <laughs> the last few episodes. God, he's hypocritical. It's so funny. Um, I don't think I fully agree with that, but we will definitely talk about it. Because I, I guess I'll say here now that, like, I still don't love it. But yeah. I think I've, these, especially the last two episodes, have definitely softened me on this series a little. So, Would you believe there's more character development in season two? I certainly fucking hope so. <laughs> um, if I was just, like, watching this on my own, I don't know that I would have continued, Yeah, like, into season two. But we can talk about that kind of stuff later. And uh, Dimple, when he does the possession, gives us a little bit of exposition about how espers have protection from being possessed by him, especially since he's so weak. Yeah, since he got exercised by Mob and then gets exercised by Tuwu right afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dimple gets fucked. <laughs> yeah, Dimple's not doing too hot. <laughs> That's the reason why Dimple's weak. <laughs> uh, we see the Ritsu squad is escaping using the clairvoyance. Meanwhile, the others are infiltrating. And Koyama goes out to have a rematch. Dude, you lost. Deal with it, dude. You completely lost. You had but to I use only a... lost because I wasn't prepared and ready. These <laughs> fucking why? I, I know it's an anime thing. It's more. It's more than an anime thing. It's it's a it's a villain thing where you have like a group of people, right? They're like, I'll deal with this one. Like, why don't you all fucking go deal with this one, so we can knock out the last like forty minutes <laughs> of the <laughs> show. 
<laughs> speed this shit up a little bit. Well, for one, I think it's an ego thing. Oh, it's definitely an ego thing. Yeah, I know. It's also like a hierarchy thing of like, you know, we're busy up here. Well, see, here's what I think most people have done recently to skirt this is like, okay, the other four or five people have shit that they're doing, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, you know what? I don't have time. You deal with this because you're like the lowest of us five. And then if he beats you, I could see them sending like maybe a couple, you know, almost like the John Wick kind of esque stuff. But like these, they're just sitting in a fucking room. Yeah, I wish they were doing something or like had done a thing of like, hey, we we have to be here for some reason. Like we're guarding something or whatever. Or or even like, we don't know where the fuck they are. Let's all just split up and look for them and have them stumble across each other, right? And Yeah, and I want to establish like that's a TV thing. That's not necessarily a mob psycho thing. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and the mob's like, uh, I don't have time to do with this. Yeah. yeah, see, Mob understands. He's like, no, we, we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, Koyama tries to charge at him. Mob literally just stops him in his tracks and is like, look, man, I got things to do, and throws him all around the hallway. God, <laughs> he destroys them. So that's actually what I wrote down. I, I, I was even reading my notes, and I looked like, hey, here's an idea. There's seven of us. How about one of us go down and kill a kid? <laughs> so, hey, I hit that one right on the head. Actually, I know they were going to capture him, I think. Huh? Weren't there plans on, like, capturing them? Oh, yeah, pro- yeah, because they want to, like, convert them or recruit them or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that does it for episode nine. Anything else on nine? So we really haven't seen how powerful Mob is yet, right? Like, I feel like every time he gets introduced, he's just, like, fucking slapping people around. So I think, I don't, I don't know if this comes up in, like, later stuff, but the, the idea of how powerful Mob is is, like, completely irrelevant. Like, he's going to win every fight, always, and, like, that... The, the kind of to its detriment for me, I think, is that there's basically no stakes when Mob is involved in a fight because he's so fucking powerful. Yeah. And, and, you know, his power level is not the point. It's well, in a way it is because he is so powerful that like we can just ignore his growth, like his power level growth that you typically get with this kind of show. Also, you have to remember that Mob does not want to be like, he doesn't want his power, like, he doesn't want to be super powerful, but he realizes he loses control of it. Yeah. Also, no one gives a shit that he's a psychic anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I think yeah. is a great way to, that shows this, this anime is completely from, like, a lot of different stuff, because, like, no one gives a fuck he's a psychic. He's worried about, like, if he's strong or, like, other fucking stuff. Or if he's um, walking out his body in the body improvement club. Or, you know, just a well-rounded person. Mob, get a trick that isn't just floating around a dog, and maybe Subomi would still talk to you. <laughs> get, being psychic isn't a personality, my man. That's so yeah. weird. It's one. I'm wondering what this anime is, is trying to tell, tell us about psychic, about people's abilities and stuff like that. It's so yeah, weird. <laughs> Who can say? It's a mystery to everybody. Let's move on to episode ten: uh, the heinous aura or mastermind. God, I wrote this person's name like 1,500 times later, and I can't remember now. Uh, but Mob and crew split up, and Ishigoro, I'm going to go with Ishigoro, is like rallying all the henchmen, and then just kind of says to himself like, eh, but they're going to get fucked anyway, so whatever. Uh, we go into a room with a bunch of guards who we learn have not awakened their powers, talking about awakening and the mysterious temp kid who is supposed to show up and hang out. Um, they're guarding Kaido. Uh, that old man has the biggest bottle of sake in the world. I like this this scene. 
Oh, I love this scene. This is so good. They're going to rule the world, so we should just, uh, you know, uh, just uh, hang out and uh, do anything. Okay. Uh, I, I really don't have much about this scene. What do you guys like about it? Oh, no, I just like that that idea of like him, like them being so like, I want to be awakened. He goes, no, no, you don't. <laughs> He's like, you guys just want to be like, and then, well, if we're, not, if we're not awakened, then we're just like simple lackeys, right? And he goes, yeah. And when these guys take over the world, they're going to reward their simple lackeys. Like, what are you? And they're like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah, th- this is what I was like about it, is the guy, he basically, he, he throws it, I was like, yeah, like, don't worry about it. Like, as long as we stay with this organization, we can, we can be treated good. And man's just putting his nine to five. Yeah. God, that, <laughs> that reminds me of, I think, is it coming to America? It's been so long since I've seen that. I don't think Where I've the guy's like, you know, I started here as a frack or like janitor and now I'm on fries and then soon it'll be assistant manager. You just got to put in the time. Yeah. The the, way, the reason I like this guy is because Rutu comes in and he goes and grabs like, oh, they they decide to sneak in and get the get the kid out and they get caught and they all stand up except the guy oh, with, yeah, with the fucking beer yeah. bottle. And he's like. What are you guys doing? Just, just stay there. They, they're going to yeah, beat our ass anyway. Go. Yeah, just let them go. Just like, let them go. It's like, he's so strong that even if you were psychics, it'd be like 100 to 1. But since you're not, it's 100 to 0. Like, you literally can't win. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I like about the old guy. That old guy, like, thinks. He's like, just let them go, you guys. Like, there's no reason to fight them. Like, we're going to lose. So yeah, we can't do nothing it about it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then we get the whole thing with Anthony is like, yeah, he um, like oh the whole lackey thing. Also, the guy had been worked up for twenty years. Like this guy knows what's like legit. He's like, yeah, yeah I, I know how to survive. Like, you, you guys see, I'm not dead yet, so I, I know how to deal with. Like, just let him go. Like, let let the other other people you deal with them. I I don't want to die for something stupid. So I play some mahjong and drink my sake. Yep, <laughs> dimple is our first one to run into some soldiers. Well, two Dimple and Mob do one of the worst things you can do in D&D. What is it, Anthony? Split up. You don't split the party. Well, yeah. well you don't split the party because then you, you run into a monster and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, if we were like all level fucking 25s going into like a den where there's like level fucking two Cobalt, uh, I almost said cobbled. Cobalt's, then I mean, we'll be fine. Yeah, but Dimple's like level four. <laughs> yeah, he'll still be, well, I mean, Dimple, I, I don't know if he's necessarily part of the party yet. I feel like he's the NPC that like forces to come along. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, Dimple runs into some soldiers, some guards, whatever. Uh, they attack him as a group, which is, I actually kind of like that. That was a nice touch. He's like, oh, these guys suck, but they can like all put their power together and it's actually not too bad. <laughs> and then he and they get destroyed. Yeah. Yep. But I, I still like the, the idea of they can combine their power. Yeah. More or less. Uh, Dimple finds the awakening room and goes off on one of his exposition rants. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he like, since he's a ghost, he knows like, I guess everything about psychics or he knows like, how they should work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's, he goes and sees the fucking machine and the machine is all bloody. And you're like, wow, this is fucked up. Like how they awaken people is like literally torturing them too. Like to the brink of death. To it, I guess. Yeah. And then Matsuo shows up and we cut over to Teru on a pile of guards. Talk- Wait, be- yeah. Before that though, um, let's go. Dimple knows this guy is like, 
he should not mess with this guy. He's like, this guy's way too strong. Like, this guy is giving me real bad ores. Yeah. Which Dimple shouldn't mess with anyone because he's weak as hell. <laughs> uh, Teru is over sitting with a bunch of knocked out guards, and he's just sending another guard around to find the hostages or the, the kidnapped people. And he can't find them because he broke because they broke out. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's being like a uh, what's called like a gang guy again because he's like these guys only listen to me if I start yelling at them. Mm-hmm. So that guy's useless. He throws him into a wall, and then Miyagawa, the fire guy, shows up and lights the whole hallway on fire. Uh, to which Teru just uh, turns on a barrier. And Miyagawa gives us some stuff about like, oh, you have your barrier, but it's going to get real hot in there anyway. <laughs> That's going to suck. Yeah, it's like a sauna. But then uh, Teru, in a move that makes very little sense, uh, moves his barrier to around Miyagawa, which then traps the flames inside with him and burns him up. Which, putting the barrier around it makes sense, but like... <laughs> the idea that he switches his barrier and all the flames immediately disappear. <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. Although they're psychic flames. They're not regular flames. Yeah, maybe that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe that sure. makes sense. <laughs> then uh, Sakurai shows up. And the other guy whose name I don't think I ever wrote, the, the multi-body guy, uh, appears and knocks out. Teru when he's distracted by Sakurai. Yeah, fucking two versus one. These guys have no honor. That's what I'm saying. Come on, you guys. 1v1 me. 1v1 me. It's a team game. Meanwhile, Mob is uh, talking to some mannequins, hanging out. Oh, random question. So, Teru gets knocked out, right? Because Teru is a single guy, right? Because he's not in a party. Do you get that, Anthony, now? No, I don't get it. Okay. We're not playing D&D, we're watching a fucking TV show. <laughs> the next thing that happens is, uh, yeah, uh, Ritsu beats up some people. Who fu- who the fuck cares? But the powerful guy shows up, so shows up. Mm-hmm. The the mysterious temp kid, presumably. Yep. Uh, yeah, he finds them. We come back over. Mukai, the little mannequin girl, runs back into Suchiyama. Upset because Mob broke all her mannequins. I'm just saying, that's a really good fucking power. I mean, see, 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 basically, just what's called. You forget the scene though, but um, Mukai, see, finds Mob with all the fucking mannequins, those Mob with in the middle between all these mannequins. Mm-hmm. And she tells, um, what's her name? Suchiyama. Is it? Yeah, Suchiyama about it. And she's like, and Suchiyama's like, oh, it's good that she found another plaything and her ability is so strong. And, our ability is really fucking strong. Mm. Although I don't know how strong these fucking wooden puppets are. It doesn't matter if a mob is mob. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> and then she runs back and he's like, he's crying. He's, he's like, see, he destroyed all my toys. I was actually kind of excited to watch that fight. Yeah. I actually really like these two. I'm hoping they come back in the second season. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I like the powers and I, I like their characters so far. Out of like all the all the claw people, these are the two that st- stood out to me. But yeah, Suchiyama then goes to uh, confront Mob, and is like actually getting hits in on him. <laughs> and Mob is sad that he has to fight a woman. Uh, but yeah, th- this fight is resolved off screen, which is kind of a bummer. I enjoy this little fucking. Well, I ca- all of them are though, right? Uh, well, I think this is the only one that's like 
actually like she's like yeah let's fight and then they cut away and we come back and she's done uh i mean we didn't see the the baby just, or the little girl fight we oh yeah see. but i think i don't think she i feel i get the sense that like he just exploded her mannequins and then she ran away or something uh, like that yeah but, but i i got that throughout this whole thing is like most of the fights with the minions or whatever are just real quick mm-hmm. like because we didn't see um the guy who was getting interrogated we didn't see him fight uh, this it didn't just her yeah uh, she sure. ain't special um, but Tarada does get a fight. Uh, his second fight, yeah, he gets. Yeah. Again, I I just like these two, so I'm a little bummed that they're the only ones who got like nothing. I mean, we we got to see whole powers. Like, yeah, that's true. But uh, what were you gonna say, Anthony? You really like? Uh, I just kind of in um, I kind of enjoyed that. Like, I don't know if they were like trying to address something when they were doing this, but the whole just all right, it's time to fight, and then cut something else, cut back, and okay, they're done. Oh, okay, <laughs> they just got handled. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Something you have to remember, Mob. I'm, I'm saying Mob Psycho is a satire. It's not really a like complete tone. In, yeah, that's so. kind of what I was like. I wonder if it was because of that. Like, if they were yeah. just trying to like, yeah, uh, you know, ag on the fucking I don't know, anime fans, just being like, wait, there's no fight. It's just over. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, the the fights are like so far removed from the point of Mob Psycho. Hmm. Which is kind of why I'm bummed. The whole fucking last third of this season is literally just a shonen arc. But that's a good one, though. <sighs> A lot of times it felt like to me it was just literally sprinting through a checklist of stuff you're supposed to have in this kind of arc, but not doing anything interesting with them. I felt like the last episode or the like the last half of the first, the last episode was that. Uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The very end is like, what are we doing? Uh meanwhile, Dimple is fighting uh Matsuo, I believe is his name, and his uh spirit beasts. Uh they're just chasing him around. I like the concept of that. Having pets? Having the little spirit pets is a power. That sounds yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, but he's mean to them. Yeah, I mean, you obviously, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be nice to my spirit pets. I don't like your tone. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Dimple is just running around. And then he's like, ah, I found your weakness. You, the pets always come back, which means you probably can't take a hit. He starts to charge at him and then just flops over. <laughs> and he's piecing out. He's... Going ghost and <laughs> we're going I, ghost. I love this. I love this. He just runs away. It's so good. Wait, but he didn't run away. Yeah, the beasts try to chase him and they get stuck in the door. And then Dimple attacks. But uh, he has more spirits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I've been foiled, boys. Yeah, then we cut over, cut back over, see Suchiyama defeated. Come back over, see Takeuchi. Takeuchi is... I don't even know what he is. Are you talking about the guy who has the pets? No, he he because um we see Teru oh. captured and Takeuchi is like he goes to head out and be like, I'll go get mob. And I think he walks up and mob literally just throws him into a wall and we move on. Yeah, he's like one of the strongest people in though. Like Yeah, I don't I don't even know yeah. if we know what his power is though. Oh no. Um Mob then finds Ritsu knocked out and ticks up to 92%. And that uh, the big chin guy, the jailer from the beginning, shows up and touches Mob's head and tries to, like, give him... Or or Mob starts to get, you know, the flashes of, like, hurting people and hurting Ritsu and ticks over to 100. His brain goes all lightning-y and they both fall unconscious. Uh, show comes out of the wall. Do you know what emotion it was? I don't think it said here. It did. It did. I don't know what it was either. Rejection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Rejection, 100%. And I think that might be because 
show then explains like, oh man, uh, he turned that around on the guy. I don't know if it was yep. an instinct or what, but he took whatever was happened to his brain and blasted it back at the big chin dude. So I wonder if that's why it said rejection. Because he was like rejecting the attack, basically. Yeah, but since that attack fucked him so hard that he passes out pieces of it. Yeah. I don't know. I think that was, there's a lot of ways to look in that one. Well, what do you think rejection would mean then? Like, where was he being rejected? So he had, I'm, I'm walking through this now as we're doing it, so bear with me. So okay. he had all those images of him hurting people. And I, I can't specifically remember if that was the point of the images or if that, like, the feeling, like, his feeling of rejection I don't know, because that's, that's re- literally the reason he hold, like he holds back on his powers, right? Is he doesn't want to be rejected. No, he doesn't want to hurt people. Yeah, maybe. Remember, he flaunted his powers when he was younger, and then people got bored of them. Or specifically Subomi, I guess. Yeah. Well, with, in terms of that, but I, I don't know. I, I feel like just saying like he rejected the attack, that feels a little less... I feel like there's more nuance behind it, and I just don't think we got it. I don't think so. I, there's been like nothing in this show to indicate that anyone actually rejects Mob, right? I'm trying to think. I mean, his mom doesn't like uh, Mob bending spoons. Yeah, but whose mom would like that? Come on. <laughs> 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 I mean, the the whole thing is like, I, I, okay, I'll, I'll help you out a little here, I guess. So part of it is Mob clearly has like confidence issues, right? Yeah. So that... He he could be projecting the rejection. If that's what they're going for with this, I definitely don't think they did it. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they earned that at all in the first season anyway, like that entire notion. Yeah. Well, here, okay, here, here's another reason I kind of, I finally figured out this reason. Okay, so it's not that, you're right that there's not been a lot of rejection, at least in terms of he should feel like he's been rejected or he's going to be rejected, but... Every other time he's ticked up has been an emotion. In this terms, if we use rejection like that, it's not an emotion, it's an action. That doesn't make sense. Uh, that's my y- hang up. Yeah, you're not wrong. That that's my hang up with it. So that's that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna settle that. But I mean, like I said, you you are yeah, you're hundred percent right. I don't think unless like they're just assuming that because of all these things he feels like he's gonna get rejected from society. Mm-hmm. Or all those images that he was shown. Yeah. But I don't know. But you or, but you're right if we because have, like, we have to sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, because we have to extrapolate so much, yeah, you're right that they did not do a good job if this is the emotional rejection that that they were going for. Yeah, and I have, uh, kind of tying into that, I have prob- problems with uh, mobs, kind of whole thing in general, but there's a better scene for me to talk about that in coming okay. up, so I'll, I'll wait for that. Did Big Chin, Lightning Brain, show comes out, explains everything. Uh, he brought Teru to Claw, and Dimple is captured in the spirit jar. And that is actually the end of that episode right there. So episode 11, Master or Leader. Uh, Reagan is going to find Mob, and he pays the taxi driver insults. Yes, sir. Bring that ass here, boy. Bring that ass here, boy. <laughs> Why was, was the taxi driver scared? Because he was driving him into the middle of nowhere in the woods. Oh, that's actually 100% fair. Yep, that, that makes sense. Also, you guys forgot about the mob's dream. Like, I think that's the first thing. This was. It doesn't fucking matter. Bring Reagan in. Let's go, baby. No, no, dude. We have to, we have to discuss this mob thing. I, he had a dream. Now, come on, Reagan. <laughs> no, I've been told several times the mob does not go north because but the, sign is, the sun is signing. Uh-huh. Can someone tell me if that's true or not? That's not this scene. Oh, no, that yeah. that's after the Reagan stuff, but yeah. Is it after Reagan stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. My bad. Doesn't matter. Bring that ass in, Reagan. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about Reagan's coming. He's scared of the taxi driver. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he pays him in a bag of salt. I don't know. 
Because I think he's like, oh, it'll be like 8,000 something yen. And he throws a bag of salt on his lap and gets out. I can I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> but yeah, then we get the, the Lost in the Woods. Uh, Mob and Litz, Ritsu are Lost in the Woods in a flashback. Mob wakes up and they're all in a special room where they can't use their powers. And Mob's like, oh, he talks about how he admires Ritsu because he's smart. Ritsu's smart. Yep. Ritsu does some bullshit. All right, so Reagan walks into the fucking base, right? No, not yet. But th- this whole thing is like, it-, it goes back to Mob is supposed to have like, oh, conf- he's supposed to have confidence issues, right? Or or some kind of internal struggle. But I, it, I feel like it pretty much never manifests in any meaningful way. And all of his struggle is like literally with, I shouldn't use my powers. And that's the only thing that ever gives Mob any real pause. And I am going to go ahead and apologize for something I'm about to say. I think Shinji Ikari tackles the themes that Mob Psycho is trying to go for better with Mob and his like supposed internal conflict because everyone around Mob is like, it's the typical shonen stuff. Everyone is so like inspired by him like enamored by him and mobs the fucking coolest greatest guy instead of being your typical shonen protagonist he just doesn't get it but it doesn't actually seem to be a point of conflict within him in any meaningful way does that make sense nope yeah because i went straight to like evangelion about like (laughs) stuff i kind of see what you're saying but I Evangelion's not really a shonen, right? No, but in in terms of like the thing of the 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 character who's conflicted because they don't have they don't see the value in themselves and they don't have the confidence in themselves. That's supposed to be the same thing Mob is doing, but that conflict never manifests. And instead we just see all the positive without any of the negative. So it, he do, he isn't really separate from your typical shonen protagonist, except he doesn't have a personality. Well, what's called Mob doesn't want any. I mean, I mean, it tells you later on. Mob, Mob is just basically follow Reagan's um, decision, or whatever it is, not to use the power against people, right? So, Mob grew up all his life not thinking that his power is powerful. I mean, is a thing or not? He's just well, I'm talking to, beyond the powers. The powers aren't aren't relevant to this. Okay, I don't know what point I'm trying to make then. This, I mean, it's supposed to be Mob's character that he wants to grow as a person in other ways, like w- which obviously means that he he has insecurities or he sees deficiencies in himself in some way or something. That there's no actual conflict with Mob. Okay. So what the fuck? What are we doing, <laughs> Mob Psycho? So if there's no like conflict within Mob, then why is he the main character? I mean, what's called? Is this is this a to me, he's the main character, but he's just so powerful. They- he's so powerful because the powers are irrelevant. They're they're a device. They're not the focus. And so we never have to worry about the power stakes or like, oh, how is Mob going to level up? Because we know he's going to fucking win no, every no, fight. So I, we, I, then we can think about the character, but there is no character. No, it's just, to me, this whole anime is him getting confidence in himself to do what, I don't, I don't want to say do what he believes in, but do what he thinks is right. I mean, I, sure, but in the fir- at least in the first season, we've seen that he has no—he's he's not displayed any personal conviction outside of, like, 
wanting to become a more well-rounded person, which takes like an extreme backseat. Oh, wait, 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 Tom, isn't he doing the exercise trying to make himself? Yeah, once every third up. episode, there's a scene where he passes out from running. I don't. I wouldn't call that like story focus. No, I mean, come on. He starts one step at a time, Owens. He's not just going to get better instantly. Yeah, but I'm trying to watch a TV show, so things should happen. We haven't seen any, like, actual inner conflict from himself in, like, feeling he's not good enough or or some, or whatever Mob's internal thing is supposed to be other than, I want to be good at sports so Subobi will like me. Yeah, he's just a typical teenage kid. I don't know, like, what you're trying then, to then put into this. do some of that. Don't give us four fucking episodes of a base raid. Well, he's going to go protect his brother because he's the older brother. He has to go protect his brother. Right, but this is a show that someone wrote. <laughs> this isn't a yeah. real event. I don't know what you're trying to put across, but, like, I, Mob's, I don't think Mob has, like, any internal conflict. The only internal conflict he has, oh, the thing is, he doesn't want his powers to go out of control. Which is what the whole thing is about. Is his powers going out of control, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, uh, this I could be... Uh, that's my thoughts. I've been thinking about it. I wouldn't necessarily call it the whole show is him about being confidence, inner confidence. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I mostly disagree with that part of it. Because, sure, some of his story on the side is, you know, if he works out he'll have something besides psychic powers to work with, and that will improve his confidence, or his what he thinks, and it probably will. But his big inner conflict is the, the what kind of Sal said, what is like the not hurting people with the, his special gift that he has. So sure, that hinders confidence, but I think a lot of it is like less emotion, and that probably has something to do with, like generally speaking, less confidence, because... Is like, is he like literally like the is the main part of this he has no confidence, or is the main part of this he's just not showing emotions because those trigger his abilities? So okay, I think you are onto something there, but I think you may be a little backwards. Uh, the whole point of his emotions being suppressed, or so he suppresses his power, which in turn suppresses his emotions, which is a completely useless thing to include unless the emotional aspect of it is what's important. Um, if all that's important is the power suppression, then they can do that without turning him into an emotionless blob. And, and I think there is something to say there about just like, oh yeah, it's like a, he's a pubescent kid and like, you know, it's a, just a representation of like the, the, the tendency for emotions to like balloon out of control, especially like for no fucking reason. I think that sucks. I mean, I, again, I think that's there in a way. I think that's like just very much scratching the surface, hopefully. I don't know, man. I, I, I think th there just has to be, for how much people love Mob Psycho, there has to be something here. Um, And then there's also, I was thinking about the, the motion, like, I think emotions are huge in this. Like, is that, do you not think that? No, they, they totally are. But I think, like I was trying to say, I think it goes beyond just the, oh, he's pubescent, so his emotions are weird. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, because they explain, like, everyone who gets their powers, except for Reagan at the moment, or in the future, had had some type of emotional trauma to get them. Uh, yeah. Except, except Mob, though. I don't think Mob had that to happen to him. Um, well, actually, I don't... They really only do that with one person. Uh, well, even all like the the sob stories, right? They were all emotional driven. Well, it's just the one guy, I think, right? 
the sword guy. Uh, yeah. I thwas will think, no, uh, the brother got it from emotions. Uh, yeah, that's true, I guess. Uh, and it, it just seems like too big of a thing for it to not, I mean, if if they come out specifically say it has nothing to do with the emotions, I'm done with Mob Psycho. But <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, I think, I don't know, I just don't think the confidence thing is, uh, I think that's a B story that we left to finish the main story. Well, what the fuck is the main story? Uh, well, the main story here is just someone getting his brother back. Yeah, that's. It sucks. doesn't seem like there's a lot of nuance behind it. Dude, the story is is how Mob navigates his life with his power. That's the story. Well, they they're not doing very much of that. They are. Uh, I mean, they do it the last episode, and there's a lot of like managing his power with you know regards to the first episode he goes and exercise a a ghost right that's how he deals with his power he goes to does that the second episode he join he actually joins a court and he has to kill the kill the spirit that's controlled the court right the third episode is um just him just doing his life you know what I mean he's just like oh should I join this club or not like that I mean it's just mob Going through his life. Like, I don't know what else you're trying to get through. I, I, I think there's more here than you're uh, ascribing to it. Or there's at least supposed to be. That's the way I think of this. And to me, why I love this show so much, because Mob is not a typical Shonen character whatsoever. He breaks all the rules when you think about it. He's not confident of himself. He doesn't want to use his powers. He thinks his powers are real bad, so he doesn't want to use it. And, and um, I mean, I guess everybody supports him and stuff like that. I guess that's one of the Sony traits he actually supports. But, like, this is not a typical, like, anime, if you think about it. Um, I, I mean, I, I know it's not supposed to be. I kind of think that it is. And it's in its efforts to like be a deconstruction. I think it just ends up being one of those because a lot like of the how? dialogue is like a lot of the dialogue and characterization around the core cast, um, kind of Reagan excluded, is like really expository and like dry and not very interesting. It's just like explanations of things. Like we talked about, it's a lot of telling, not showing. And again, yeah, I, yeah I they think, do I that think, this episode. They do. I, I, I agree is, with you. Mob is just nothing. He, there's literally zero interesting things about his character at this point. Oh, random question. Okay, so you grow up with suppressing your powers, with suppressing your feelings, okay? You grow up to that age, and you're like, oh, so Mob is not interesting, but he doesn't show any feelings? Um, no, that's not why. I just don't think they do a good job of making one of those types of characters. You could definitely make an interesting character with suppressed emotions for those reasons, but I don't think Mob is that. Who, who, who's a really good character that has suppressed emotions? I couldn't name one off the top of my head. I think it's possible. You, you can't give me an example of that. Like, I can't think of okay, anybody. Okay, fine, none. Who, then it's impossible. Is that what you want? Yeah, and it, this guy's trying to do it. Okay, and you, you just gave him crap about it. Yeah. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, I mean, I, I think this is a good good character but that's just me i don't know i don't know what to tell you that, that that's the part that i'm like flipping out about where it is yeah i mean there's not much else to say there i guess you said our piece yeah. uh i think mob sucks mob is a good character anthony weigh in um i don't particularly care for mob uh i don't think he's a like necessarily a bad character but it's hard for me to weigh in on something like this because it's supposed to be like a almost like a parody of anime and it's my first shonen <laughs> sure 
besides like you know Dragon Ball Z, it's my first like, and so it's hard to see like what's I. It's hard to see what the like if no one has ever seen uh like a horror film and then they watch scary movie, like they're gonna be a little confused, right? Sure, but. Anthony, you have seen Dynamo Z and you have seen Naruto, and those are the two biggest shonens, and they have the biggest shonen tropes. Well, then, it, I mean, I was trying to not walk into this one because if that's what they're basing, like, all shonen, like, if this was supposed to make fun of that, I'm not seeing it. It seems more like a shonen than making fun of a shonen. I think calling Mob a parody or a satire is, like, a bit facile. Well, because they do have like those spots where like instead of the, you see the like the the fight, you know, it's supposed to last like fucking 30 mm-hmm. episodes. They do literally cut. Yeah. And that stuff. Yeah, that's that's nice. I like that. And I even mentioned that earlier. But in terms of I, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what like it's kind of hard for me to weigh in because uh, like what a shonen true. If a shonen literally is just like four young men and almost everything fucking shonen fucking 50 shades <laughs> of gray could be a shonen. Right? No, it just does a lot of tropes yeah. and you know about it, but we're not going to. Yeah. Discuss yeah. So it if we're basing like all, all those tropes. Ah, it's it's a stretch because it feels like a lot of those tropes are still prevalent in here, mm-hmm. and it's I feel like they're just picking and choosing the ones they want to make fun of. They're not making fun of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, again, I I don't think I think looking at it through the lens of something that is supposed to be making fun of them is not entirely correct. I think in some cases it is like you know winking and nudging at things, but I would more consider it a deconstruction than a parody. I think at the end of the day, Mob Psycho should probably be categorized as like a drama, not a comedy. But I mean, the issues I have with Mob Psycho aren't from anything like that. Right. So so from your perspective, though, how you feel about Mob? Uh, I'll get to it at the end, right? Okay, sure. We can wait till the end. Yeah. I just figured since we had it out now. <laughs> nah, I want to discuss some more shit. Okay. Um, Claw wants to convert them. Uh, Sho wants to take them back to HQ instead, and Sakurai threatens them. Sho doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, wonder why he doesn't kill. <laughs> and then our man Reagan shows up at the bunker. <laughs> Let's go, baby. The guards are afraid of him. And he cons his way in. Who is this guy? Pretended to be the boss. He doesn't even con his way in. Like, I don't think he's lying at all whenever he, like, comes in, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I, yeah, Speaking I totally intended to give them though, a business let's card. Let's fucking go. Yeah. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is what I like about Reagan. He's all confidence. Mm-hmm. It's literally confidence. And confidence brings you a, brings you far into this world, you guys. Remember that. Confidence brings you far. God, I just love that. Wait, is he the is he the boss? Oh my god. Come on in, man. Just come on in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They bring in Reagan. They're all walking him around because they think he's the boss. They find Ritsu's squad and they're about to capture him. And Reagan's like, the fuck, you got attacking children. That's first you of all, know that that's <laughs> that's what criminals do. <laughs> you guys should be ashamed of yourself. He sends them off to uh, repent and reflect. Yeah, <laughs> he he says, uh, what's good when underlings are so obedient Done nothing but trash. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's such a great line. He's like, think for yourselves, you guys. Come on. Fucking Reagan, man. He gets brought to mob and runs into the rest of Claw while leaving. And they're like, this guy's not the boss. What the hell? <laughs> uh, Ishiguro sends a blast at him, which is blocked. <laughs> Reagan orders the henchmen to run. And is like, actually, you know, I should be going to. Uh, I will say during that, I think the introduction was like, who is this guy? And he's like, yeah, I'm whatever, whatever, whatever. He's like, feel free to Google me. Yeah, he's like, I would give you a business card, but I don't have any. (laughs) 
Oh, I think he does say that he's like here to see somebody, though. Uh, he's here to see Mob. Yeah, he, I'm here to see. Yeah. Um, he gets trapped in. Oh, you, you forgot the scene of what's called Underlings, wherever it is. The Division of Seven. I don't remember what the guy's name was, but the division, the little Ishiguro. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm gonna like just kill you guys because like you guys are just in my way of it is. And Reagan's like, you guys should just run. And he's like, oh, thank you, boss. And they just start running, and Reagan just starts running too. It's just funny. I love the way the fact that Reagan just starts running too. Yeah. Uh, Ishiguro is squishing Mob into the ground with his psychic powers, <laughs> but of course. Uh, Reagan has to unleash another one of his special moves, the anti-Esper dropkick. It's super effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reagan starts spouting off his rules and scolding Claw for attacking people. Especially children. Uh-huh. And then, uh, he pulls out a five yen coin. It's time for the hypnosis, and they're like, I don't see, I'm not sensing anything from this guy. What is he doing? Uh, yeah, and all, everyone on Mob <laughs> seems like, holy shit, is he the real deal, actually? <laughs> That, of course, he hits him with the hypnosis punch. <laughs> oh, we missed one quote I loved. Uh, I think Mob was like, hey, this is, a S- or this is a psychic fight. Stand back because you're a spirit fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it was earlier. Yeah. But yeah, he hits him with that hypnosis punch. Also, Reagan does tell Mob not to use his powers, like let the adults handle it. Yep. God, hypnosis punch. They're like, wait, hypnosis punch? That's just a sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sakurai tries to attack him, and then all of Claw starts to power up. Well, you have to remember, uh, Reagan does go in his mind. And he's like, "Oh, my plan backfired. Like, I, <laughs> I was expecting to, I was expecting to punch them out of their senses so I can actually have a legit conversation with them, but that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> what a shitty plan! <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna hit them so they'll listen to me. But we talk with our punches, is what every Shonen hero would what a say. Stupid fucking plan. <laughs> I think it was a good plan. You're fucking stupid. Uh, then Reagan goes on to explain some of the themes of the show. <laughs> right, as everyone's trying to kill everyone. Uh, there's a bunch of psychic shit happening. There's a big blast. Oh, well, we, let's discuss some points, though. Yeah. So Reagan, Reagan just wants to do a uh, an argument with them because he wins arguments like... Uh-huh. Soundly, he wins arguments, but he realized that he can't talk to these people because they're kids and not adults. Mm. <laughs> oh, just like adults or kids and not adults, which is so funny. He's got point. And so he can't reason with them. Um, I think that's about it. But yeah, that, I just love that part. We're like, yeah, Reagan, Reagan wins all his arguments. So he was hoping he could uh, discuss with them. But of course, it doesn't work out because they're kids. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, psychic shit. Everyone from Claw starts to attack. Uh, Terror's hair gets cut back to normal <laughs> hair. I think Reagan does say, is that is that a wig? Yeah, the, when he walked in, yeah, he's like, is that a wig? <laughs> yeah, is that a wig? <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, but I'm, they missed the f- moment to put hair back at 100%. Mm. Oh, really? At like, at 10% or something like that? Yeah, or, well, because it's just, because they brought it up to 150, so if they just brought it back down to 100, I think that'd have been real funny. It'd been pretty good. Uh, mob exercised some spirits, and a big one comes out. But Reagan uh, doesn't want Mob to fight. He wants, he says, ah, let let me handle it, let the adults handle it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy because Reagan, well, Reagan is saying it's right, but it's so, so wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, it's in right in like the reality, but like in the show, it is so wrong. 
Yeah, but you have to think. Reagan thinks in the reality. He doesn't think in the... What do you call it? Except it is right because all this stuff is metaphorical. He's too good for the show. Yeah, he kind of is, honestly. He needs to come into the real world and leave like this... Just leave Mob behind in the show. No, he will be in jail. <laughs> Mob starts ticking up with murderous intent. He's about to... Oh, no, so... So Mob, Mob is freaking the fuck out. Because Reagan keeps telling him um, not to fight, and everybody else is telling Mob that he has to fight because he he's the only one that can defeat all these people. Facts. Yeah. The thing is, Reagan knows that like Mob has no. Reagan knows that Mob can't control his powers. Like we really seen anything about it. So Reagan tells Mob like, "You can't fight them because you will kill them, and if you kill them." You're gonna damage your soul really badly. There's no coming back from this. Which I think is actually a good point. Is like, Reagan's like, you you cannot do this, mob. You cannot fight these guys off. I uh, like I I agree, but also like, the show didn't. Other than like you know the day sex machina that's about to happen, um, the show didn't really leave in a reasonable out. Like I'm pretty sure at one point, mob even says like, oh, we can't run. They'll catch us. Like, they don't present to the audience a way out of it without mob intervening. It keeps saying run, but running is not an option. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing, though, is mob is just stuck in a rock in a hard place. Like, th- there's, no, there's no good answers for mob. And that's the thing. There's no good answers for mob. Yeah. Well, we're also implying that, like, uh, Reagan is, I think, I think his heart's in the right place, but his head's not. I think he's, um, like... Everything that he said is, yeah, like, you, he shouldn't be having to deal with this shit because he's a kid. But unfortunately, to quote one of the greatest films of all time, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. And you have to... <laughs> you have to fucking defend your friends from an onslaught if the options are to run and, like, destroy everyone. Man, you gotta take one for the team. And then we'll deal with we'll deal with that in season two. Well, yeah, but, but you have to remember, though, Mob is not completely in control of his powers. Mob knows that he's about to hit that percent where he's going to go out of control. Yeah, and if, honestly, I would be, I would feel so much more, like, okay with this Reagan thing if there had been death in the past, not just injuries. I mean, that's the point, though. He fucked up some kids and he fucked up his brother during the process. Cool. So they might get a little hurt and then they'll walk away living. Wouldn't Mob be stronger in all of this since he's older and stuff like that? Yeah, but he's all, he's all there also, you know, psychics. The power doesn't matter. Yeah, his brother is now a psychic. The only person that might get hurt is Reagan. No, the thing is, like, his powers goes out of control. He's holding everybody in that fucking building. Well, again, they don't stress, like, how powerful he actually is, so we don't know that. Um, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from, but I, it worked enough for me where it's like yeah you know him going out of control is bad shit fine I can give you that you don't have to show me him like literally going nuclear I understand that it's bad I mean it's it's like the famous anime Digimon when Ty's Argumon turned into Skeleton Mon Skeleton and he just starts to I don't remember what the fucking Digimon <laughs> thing it was called but you guys know what I'm talking about I never watched it so no and it goes on a rampage it's just like that Mob is like Argumon okay Oh, Ty. I just wish they would have showed more of it instead of telling me right here at the lesson. The lesson is, don't force your Digimon to evolve, okay? Let them evolve gracefully. That's the lesson here, okay? 
don't know. Every time that he goes emotional, though, right? It no one like he kind of hurts a few people, but no one gets really badly injured. Yeah, and, and I I think regardless, like again, there there's absolutely no way for them to know that how this ends up resolving is how it's going to go. So so his options are literally he has to do something or all of his friends are going to die. Yeah, and I know that he's stuck in between it, walking a hard place, and the master that he's been following throughout for how many years now? I'm gonna say ten years is telling him to run. The guy that he puts all his faith into, the guy who's teaching him all about controlling his psychic powers, even though he has spiritual powers. And I'm telling you, it's wrong. Yeah, I think it's kind of a shitty conflict. Um, uh, the conflict may be there, but I'm 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 just pissed that Mob didn't start fighting. That's where my thing is. I, the conflict's pretty fun, but I, or that's fine. I just why didn't he start fighting? Let Mob have a moment of growth here. Let him make a decision that he feels good about for himself. He does not feel good about doing the decision for himself. Well, I mean, yes, but it, they could have written it in a way where he does. <laughs> No, I, I well, oh, in a way he does. The, his, his power, he was about to kill everybody inside that fucking room. It was motorist intent. We don't know that. That that's a that that's irrelevant. That is irrelevant. That is like pure speculation that has no bearing on anything. It's, whether or not people would die from him going berserk is completely irrelevant. Okay, well, what, what's the point then? The point. I mean, the, the the possibility exists. That is relevant. Whether or not it would actually happen or not is irrelevant. Uh, because the possibility of that happening is what's holding him back. It's what's making Reagan hold him back. But again, that same possibility also exists where if he doesn't do anything, everyone's probably going to die anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, and Mob is trying to figure this all out by himself. Yeah. Oh, well, here's the other thing. Like, you, you're right. So I'm going to literally take, I don't know what point Chris was originally trying to argue, but he's arguing my point for sure now is, okay, so we've seen him tick over four times now. And then we've gotten a storyline of a fifth one or something like that, where you heard his brother or whatever. Zero times has anyone actually died. So the they're the they're showing us that the the thing is okay. He's either going to kill everyone, or he's going to, uh, or they're all going to die, right? And then the other option, if he he might kill everyone, right? We're we but we don't know. But they're definitely going to die hundred percent if he doesn't tick over. So to me, the logical thing is tick over. Let's see what happens. Maybe we lose a couple, but at least most people live. The logical thing is that he intervenes without ticking over. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. I don't. Yeah, it would be fucking nice if every single fucking character has been trying to tell him to control his powers and he did it once this entire season. Well, no, he goes to the entire goddamn fortress just wrecking people with of with no consequence and now he's he can't? No, but to, who was not Dell? Make your goddamn point. Don't ask questions. <laughs> Reagan wasn't Dell. That's the thing. Reagan wasn't Dell. He was trying to protect his brother, right? When Reagan shows up, it brings back that rule. Don't use your power on people, mob. But he, but self-defense is fine. Yeah, but it's completely fine. But you have to remember, Reagan is the one who told him not to do any of this stuff. Right, but Reagan tells him self-defense is fine. Yeah, but the mob is not thinking about using self-defense. He's thinking about killing these people. I think that argument works if we assume that mob... Well, I don't know, man, because... Because Mob does not want to disappoint Reagan, right? I, it's a little weird because there, there's a lot of assumptions under that argument that, like, he, like, so are you saying that Mob, uh, the show has shown us that he, that Mob can fight without ticking over. 
Yep. Yes. Okay, so why doesn't he do that here? Because he's about to take over. Okay, well, just, I mean, I don't know what the control is there, but I think that's where my argument comes from, or this would be my logical fallacy for your argument, is he cannot, uh, so he's already done it where he can fight without taking over. And then I asked, well, why can't he continue doing that? Because you just said he's about to take over. Well, just don't. Okay. <laughs> control your feelings right off the bat when everybody's yelling at you that you need to come in to he fight. did it all the way through this raid yeah but he's not he doesn't have people yelling at him that he needs to fight he's he's not having reagan telling him that he should not fight i don't know and and to be fair this is not an argument that i think like i think that they should have prevented me from having yes totally Actually, I think that's probably the best point that has been made this entire conversation is, is the fact that we shouldn't be having to have this conversation. <laughs> is that they, the writer should have addressed this when they were writing it, not having us debate about like, but what if this could happen? What if they should have, addri- they should have put a n- nail in the fucking hammer or whatever that fucking expression. A nail in the hammer. <laughs> yep. Nail in the hammer. I don't understand what you guys are like worried about because this makes complete sense to me. Well, because, but it doesn't for us. Yeah. Um, they, they just didn't set any of the groundwork to try, mechanically speaking, didn't set any of the groundwork to try and explain in any meaningful way, actually, like how the ticking over thing works. I, I get that it's a conflict of emotions, but again, just taking the scene as it is and not assuming any like prior groundwork to make it work better. I don't see why it couldn't have been written as a way where, Reagan acted as a grounding force rather than a conflicting force. Um, there's no real reason that he shouldn't have been able to continue to fight without ticking over because he's been doing it the entire time. He did it alongside terror, so it's not like he has to be by himself. There, that even thematically, there's. I mean, I, I think we, I think we just in disagreement because I think they do this perfectly, and you guys don't see it. So, I think that's what how it goes. Because I see, I see everything in this. Like, I see everything that leads up to this point. So, we can go past it. There are some incredibly like emotional, like really well done. I think scenes in this show, like the one where he's getting choked out and shit, and then they're having that little struggle, like when he first meets uh, is it Taru? Yeah, Taru. Yeah, um, yeah. Terror, yeah, that that like that was like really fucking fun, and then even this scene in a bubble is like really fucking intense, like being stuck between a rock and a hard place. But the filler in between to get like there's there's something missing here, and I don't know what it is for me specifically. I think it 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 it's somewhere in the realm of uh, let's see what I had it when you were talking earlier. It's somewhere in the realm of a like a. Yeah, I think I know what you're going for too, but I can't <laughs> I can't find the words for it either. Because they have such good highs and then they have okay lows and stuff in this, but I, the middle ground for me is like not there. The I don't you said groundwork, you know, you said grounding. Mhm. I I you know, I think it would be fair to say that sometimes the groundwork maybe isn't there. Um it de- a lot I I definitely came away feeling like this was kind of rushed. Like almost this whole first season felt like setup. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I I think I may have found part of my problem is that they never anything for me, and I'm sure it's plenty different for plenty of people. But for me, there was never anything here throughout the show to connect me to Mob. So I never got behind 
Or, or just to keep it in this bubble, I, I didn't feel mobs conflict in a way that you're in a scene like this, you're supposed to. You want to feel the conflict alongside the character, but I still felt outside of it. Did you feel his little conflict when he was fighting Ter- uh, Teru? What do you mean? Um, like that whole emotional, like, I think that's when we first learned about the tick over, right? No, we've uh, seen it in the last two episodes. Yeah. Well, were you invested in mob story then? No, not really. That's what I'm saying. Like, they never did anything to... Th- this is supposed to be an emotional moment, right? Yeah. And they never gave that emotional weight to mob for me. Yeah. Now, okay. So that weight, did you did you have it during that fight, the uh, terror fight? No. Okay. So yeah, that's weird. I, I did on that one. But I, I still think that one, even from like a logistical standpoint, made more sense. And, and I, I at least get like like especially the sadness part. I, I get that. Like that made total sense to me. I think that was well done. But uh, yeah, it's really hard. I, I don't know what's missing. I feel like you have to rewrite like two episodes to make this moment work for me. Yeah, we we can we can move past this. Uh, as he takes over or starts to take over into murderous intent, and Reagan slaps his face and pulls him back in, we get the flashback to when Mob met Reagan. <laughs> Reagan just kind of messes with him and tries to send him on his way. Drops a cup, and Mob does his psychic powers. And it's gonna be hot. Yeah. And Reagan realizes that, oh, I could exploit this kid for money. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking same. Oh, yeah, you can you can see you can see you ghost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Could you exercise them? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, come back tomorrow. And then Mob's like, really? And like he's like, yeah, I can get you. I can like help you with money. And Mob's like, you know what? I could have someone I can talk to. Yeah. And then Reagan gets cut. By Sakurai in the back, we tick over to 100, and episode ends. Do you guys think Reagan was dead after that? Oh, did he get no. cut or something like that? No, no not a chance. <laughs> All right, let's go into, go into episode 12. Mob and Reagan, a giant Tsuchinoko appears. Mob doesn't want to, but he has to fight, and then has the thing about you know what? Just leave it to Reagan. Reagan gets up. Sakurai attacks him with the toy sword again. It does nothing. Reagan just snaps it. Reagan gets punched by one of the big spirits. It does nothing. He exercises it. All the extra bodies just disappear. And then they tell us that uh, Mob's energy has been given to Reagan. He ticked up to a thousand percent gratitude. Uh, Ishigoro starts to knock Reagan around <laughs> and give him a speech. And Reagan interrupts. He's like, you know, it's rude to talk while you're on top of somebody. Because <laughs> he thought he had whipped his so ass. Good. Yeah. Uh, Reagan does say my body seems like in good choice, shape today. <laughs> yeah. He tosses Ishiguro and takes off the mask. Uh, we get Sakurai's sad backstory to which Reagan. Oh, no, no. Yeah. He does say uh, it's rude to talk to somebody with your mask on. So he puts it off. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Sakurai gives his backstory about how, like, I was abandoned as a kid and society fucking sucks. It's probably my favorite part of the episode right here. <laughs> <laughs> how Reagan totally relates to the story. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I relate to the story. One time, what he, he got, like, he forgot food or whatever, or his parents no, forgot he, to give him food. He forgot to tell his parents it was, like, field day. Yeah. So they pack him a lunch. Pack lunch. Yep. He so like, he was all alone. Th- that's, that's nothing. No, no, we're both lonely. <laughs> He's like, what? That was the time I felt alone. What do you mean? 
then Reagan starts to scold Claw again and <laughs> re-explain the thesis of the show. He hits him with uh, his new super psychic power disappointment. Yeah. That was a, a well-drawn face. Uh, Ishigoro starts to throw a tantrum. This is bad. What do you mean? This whole fucking stupid joke is bad. What joke? The fact that he's that it's not a girl. It's just a dude with the whiny or grandpa with the whiny voice. Oh, I hated it. Hated it. <laughs> really? Oh, hundred percent. I thought it, it was just a throwaway line. Yeah, I'm pretty. At least in the sub, I'm pretty sure one dude is just like, oh, I thought it was a girl, and that's it. Oh, I'd be very interested to hear the the difference in the yeah, because this is all voice acting. The reason I hated it for me. What do you mean? Uh, so like in the I don't know what it's like in the 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 wait, what am I watching? I'm watching the dub. I don't know what you get like what's going on in the sub, but like it's some robotic girl voice the whole time. Is that was that the same thing in the dub? Um, in, in the sub, it's like kind of a high pitched, definitely like ambiguous voice. Like it could be a girl, it could be a little kid. Um, I, I don't know about robotic. I didn't quite get that, but okay. Maybe this was just like a, the, the choice they made when they dubbed it or whatever. Okay. I'm fine with that. But like, I could not stand that. It was so like, the voice was so fucking bad and whiny. And I thought they were trying to like make you laugh that you thought it was a girl the whole time. And it's the, like, and then they give you this voice. And I was like, dude, no, fuck off. That's not funny. Oh, okay. So what, what they're trying, I don't, again, I can't speak to the dub. Maybe they totally miss. Um, what they're trying to do here is especially, you know, you show with the animation, like the old dude keeps getting aged down. Um, is they're trying to make it like infantile, not girlish. Oh, um, okay. I'm cool with that. Cause he's throwing a tantrum like a baby, you know? And, gotcha. uh, I glossed over it, but Reagan goes through the whole thing of like, oh, these are just a bunch of fucking kids. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's why their powers suck that's why they're just so caught up on everything and like look at this fucking nerd with his shoulder pads yeah and yeah. that's why reagan gets mobs powers and he just like handles everything super easy because he's like a chill well-rounded adult he's mature he knows what he's doing he's confident he's in himself and his actions hey owens wh- why do you have soda pads for <laughs> protect my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> Uh, but Sho knocks out Ishigoro and then pieces out. Matsuo releases his big spirit that it's been in there, eating all the other spirits, and it's Dimple, of course. Oh, the one that finally, yeah, like the, well, I'm going to let 100 spirits fight, and whoever wins is the one that's going to, and it's yeah, fucking yeah. Dimple. <laughs> yep. He's like, yeah, brr, all right, I'm here to help. Bro, it's done. <laughs> There's some stuff about stopping Claw from world domination. And then we cut back out of all that into normal life. Oh, you have to remember, um, we two and two are both saying that Reagan is like the best guy ever. Like he's two master of the mob and stuff like that. Reagan is the best guy ever, dude. Give mob, give Reagan mobs powers. Just like let him keep them. <laughs> let him keep them. Dude can handle it. Subomi and Mob make eye contact, and then Mazato interrupts their special little moment to ask about psychics or something again. Oh, you, you did forget to t- uh, say why um, was the show why he was over there? Uh, I don't think they did that yet. Oh no, I think they did. Yeah, it's they? when he finds his phone, right? No, he he tells them that um, he does tell them that yeah, I came here to get pick up anybody who was good so I can bring them to HQ. Oh, and no one was good, so none of you guys are coming with me. And he, he says, "Mob, like, like he's disappointed uh, in Mob." 
Yeah, he's disappointed in Mob because Mob is like, you're not good in the inside, is what he says. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you don't have the confidence to come with us. Come with me. And he just leaves. And you find out he's like one of the strongest psychics or something like that. He was just shooting the shit, basically. Yep. And then in uh, one of the most bullshit parts of the show, probably, Shinji has a total change of heart and everything is cool now. Shinji? What's up? His name is Shinji. <laughs> oh, shit. I thought you were just putting like that name over Mob and making No, no, no. Shinji, okay. the student council president. Okay, yeah, that, when they're on the fucking swings. He has a total change of heart. And he's like, everything's fine now, and my brother is on my side now, so we're cool. It's like, great, that was a, that was a fun character arc, thanks. I'm just gonna duck out till you guys are done. <laughs> Uh, Tenga is fine. I think I think they t- handled Tenga okay. Um, I think they did. Too. I, I love what they did with Tenga. I love what they did with Tenga. Self aware Tenga. Yeah, they were like, you knew, and he was like, yeah. People just wanted to get rid of me because they don't like me. It's not the fact that they actually had proof of it. That was that was actually really interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, Mob runs past and passes out, and his shoe falls off. Hey, is that your brother right there? <laughs> he just fucking poof. <laughs> uh, they bring him to the telepathy club, which. I'm very disappointed in their scene because nothing happened in it. Teru, meanwhile, is going to go and train the weak sidekicks, which is kind of fun. I enjoy that. Uh, and Reagan can see Dimple now. Yep, because mm. he got the psychic powers. But Dimple does go to Reagan to tell him that Mob passed out, so he won't yeah. be able to go work today. And Reagan's like, good, you can help me out then. Yeah, he's like, that's why Mob sent you instead of just calling. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think Mom actually thought about that. I think he's just sent Dimple. I think that's a Reagan, like, fucking, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you you can help me then. Which I think Dimple could help him out. We come back over to Mob and family having dinner. And I actually like this part, too. Uh, he, again, he's going to eat and the spoon bends. But right before he does, he thinks about um, show telling him that he's disappointed in him. So we can kind of like infer now that, oh, Mob is just sitting here usually. He's just thinking about stuff. And whenever like a bad thought creeps into his mind or some sort of self-doubt or something, that's what causes the spoon to bend, which is the kind of fucking (laughs) building I wish they did the rest of the episodes. Ritsu unbends it with his psychic powers and their mom's like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) The dad's like, it's fine. It's fine. They do as kids. (laughs) God. The dad's great. I love the dad. He's like, who the fuck cares? God damn it. <laughs> uh, show, meanwhile, is back in the ruins. He finds his phone. Uh, he's like, yeah, man, Claw sucks. I don't know what you're talking about. That'd be a big or- organization. They're dog shit. Dad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Being a teenager. <laughs> uh, uh, and obviously he's the real leader of Claw coming into Japan. Wonder what's going to happen in season two. Uh, really? Is it Japan? I thought he was in San Francisco. I thought those were the gates. Oh, we, I don't know. Oh, he's coming know to he's Japan, in Japan next Japan, month, yeah, but he's Yeah, he's just on a bridge right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Reagan and Mob then go to capture a, a Suchinoko. Yep. For some reason. All about Mob's life. All about Mob's life. <laughs> uh, Reagan finds a Matsutake mushroom, gets real excited. There's a giant spirit worm, which Mob just easily dispatches. And they go to leave while Reagan is stuffed full of Matsutake mushrooms. And that is where we leave season one of Mob Psycho 100. Woo, season two next week. So you guys can dump on my favorite show more. Woo! <laughs>
<laughs> I, I I hope like 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 I said, I feel like season one, pretty much the entire thing felt like setup. So I'm hoping they start to do things in season two. I don't know though, because like I I wish it was more normal life stuff and less shonen stuff. Uh, the whole issue I had was like the biggest one was the Ritsu shit. Yeah, was what do you think of Ritsu in the end here? Because I know how much you hate uh, him. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> if you correct me, I'm still gonna hate him. But I have leaned into once he got the power, he turned into you know an a little bit of an a asshole, dick. a little cocky, little uh, little whatever, and then hanging out or not well they don't really hang out till they get found again or whatever until because we'd actually just skipped a very emotional scene where uh, holy shit or maybe you guys talked about it and i was fucking phased out but did we talk about when they meet again inside the base i kind of oh yeah we did not I talk about that yeah because that's a really good scene um, i hated it really because he was like you wouldn't even let me apologize yeah fuck that. yeah so like i as long as i, I found a way to like put my hate inside of Riku or uh, Ritsu, goddamn Ritsu away. Uh, where I'm just like, okay, we'll just pre- I'm gonna blame it on the powers, and then we're gonna use uh, Mob as a grounding effect for him, and that's how I'm going to keep my shit straight on his character arc. I still think it was rushed. I still think it was too much, but I'm okay with it. It all makes sense to me. We don't need 50 episodes to tell one person's story no, off. but uh, five sure out of 12. Yeah. Not fucking, with me. what, 24 minutes? Or they're about 23 minutes long. And it was and they like gave us 12 for Mob and fucking. didn't do anything with him, so. <laughs> it's true. Like I said, more life stuff. I, I actually think my favorite scene is uh, Mob and Tomei hair watching. <laughs> uh, that felt like a nice, genuine moment of someone just, like, hanging out and having a good time with Mob. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, I mean... Favorite characters don't change. Still Reagan. Uh, still wish we got more Tomei, Mazato, and Tenga. Kind of. I, I I think the psychics, like all the shitty psychics, might be interesting if they keep using them in season two. And if any of Claw comes back, I hope it's uh, Mukai and Suchi. I can't remember her full name. Did you read the manga first, Monkey? No, I watched. Um, I watched both of these. I watched both the seasons, and then I got into the manga. Gotcha. Like a, like I said, uh, after that fight with Turu, it really spoke to me. It, it's actually really hard to get into it because the first few episodes is not good, in my opinion. Except the Body Boom Club gets better and better when you watch that episode. But you realize how ridiculous it is, the fact that the main character does not join the Telepathy Club. Instead, he joins the Body Improvement Club. Like, that makes no sense. But it's funny. Um, but yeah, that fight between Turu and Ritsu, I love all the animations of it. And then um, at the end, when Mob uh, basically is just crying, the fact he had to use his um, use his powers against two, it it's just really good. And after that, I just love Mob Psycho, and it does not disappoint. Like throughout all the episodes, it's really good. And when I watch a bunch of Shonen stuff and they go against Shonen, it's fantastic. So, who's your favorite uh, character? Mine, mine is Reagan. Reagan is the best character out of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm still gonna go with Reagan. Uh, overall, yeah. oh, I guess we're not done, but th- I guess we can do our little half stuff, right? Because we're watching season two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, I think there's a few things that they definitely should have done differently. Um, 
and it's all mechanical stuff for me, which if people can like skirt away with that, I understand. I'm just not that person. I'm more logically driven in terms like, you know what I mean? Just having to see stuff like having like the show sets the parameters and seeing things work in that parameters. Right. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately the show, that's probably the show didn't set a whole lot of parameters. They just kind of like, this is sidekick. This is Esper. We don't really know or care how powerful he is until like we need it to be convenient for our storytelling. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I wasn't a fan of that. And I think that's a lot of my issue with it, but Reagan's amazing. Um, I think I kind of agree with orange. I would have liked more, a little bit more of uh, Mizzado. Yeah, the Z. Definitely wanted more Tango. Tang, 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 Tang. What is Tango. it? Tango. Tango. Yeah. Definitely wanted more of him. And I wanted more body improvement club every fucking day. I want I'll more body improvement every, every time. day. And yeah. I am excited to see Reagan in his new Leah formed psychic powers. <laughs> he doesn't have psychic powers. He can just see Dimple. <laughs> uh, I get a question. So, um, did you guys ever think Reagan was going to possess any powers in this scene? No. No, Anthony. No. Okay. Fuck no. It's it's weird because like a lot of Sonin, you realize the master has like all his powers, but Reagan's the complete different guy from that. He's not like he's just there for advice. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, when the first time I started watching this stuff, I thought like, what the fuck? Reagan's the bad guy? Oh, Reagan is the one with all the powers? And I'm like, wait, how did he get all those powers? Because I'm pretty sure he's powerless. Yeah, I've I've got a lot of conflicting thoughts on that scene because uh, in one hand, like I really like that he was just dispatching them because they are right, like they are just they're just children that never grew up, and he's an adult and he just starts dispatching them literally. But I also don't like the fact that they were like, by the way, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can just give someone powers because we said so. Well, that's Mob's like specific thing and where he ticks over, and he he transferred the powers to Reagan with gratitude. Yeah sure but like it's never happened before until like the last fight where he needed an out and they just wrote it in you you have to remember though they have like made up stuff throughout the entire anime is it this is the one time you just didn't like it but like first of all the there's a girl that puts her powers into dolls and make them walk and stuff like that you don't have any problem with that you don't have the any problem with the gold that enhances all? Uh, well, I, in my mind, she's not putting the power into the doll. She is controlling the dolls. I, th- this is all just coming back to you don't like the, the way they approach that scene. No, the, the point I'm trying to make, though, is the fact that they don't, they don't ground stuff to, like, anything. So it's like, I don't want to say expect anything to happen, but, like, stuff, random stuff is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But they, don't, they don't actually explain how the powers work. I mean, there's a fucking guy who puts uh, coarse energy in a fucking object and make it work like that. You know what I'm saying? They don't really, like, ground all the powers. If you get what I'm saying, Anthony? Uh, kind of. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the point, because most shonens do, like, have a lot of explanations for their powers. And this one, the powers are secondary. They, they're meant to serve the characters rather than... Being tied up with them. Yeah. But... Yeah, I, I get what you mean. The the gratitude stuff didn't bother me so much. Again, it was just the way they handled that specific moment of conflict. I want to bring it back a little bit to the last step part of the episode. Uh, did you guys like that the mushroom hunt? I I don't like it that much because I would rather have that in the very um like middle of the show. I don't like that to end. Yeah, I, I, I just felt like nothing about it. Yeah. To me, it felt like uh, there was part-time vibes, which I know you hated. No, actually, this this resonated with me. This one did. I really oh, liked really? the end of the scene. Yeah. So yeah, I like that last scene because it uh, it 
grounds the or it, it sets the uh like just the reset right because when we first kind of meet the we get the slice of life stuff with him they're going out uh i think they were literally going out to exercise stuff and it was supposed to be like no there's not gonna be anything there this is just you know for material reasons right reagan's tricking him into doing stuff and then there just happens to be a spirit there and the same thing happens in the last episode or in this last scene is mm-hmm. like they're they're not really going to find oh, yeah. that thing they're going to go f- hunt for fucking mushrooms on private property where he already knows it's at and they just happen to run into the spirit and i yeah. just I, I i like the the kind of the reset like everything's getting back to normal and it kind of sets up honestly that i think that's a beautiful setup i don't know if they had planned on having two seasons but it's a beautiful setup for not and also for having a second season they definitely did they definitely did yeah cuz this was a manga first Gotcha. Well, I mean, there's also that Devil's a Part-Timer, right? Where they're not going to get it. Well, that's a light novel. Oh, sorry. But yeah. I, sorry. But I mean, sorry. One Punch My Man bad. like hit so big My that they were probably banking on this one doing more. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I like that. Oh, I got a random question, though. Uh, what do you guys think of... Um, so we've gone through all 12 episodes. What do you guys think of Mob thinking that his powers are basically nothing? Um, I think that's fine. Like, I, I think it is kind of interesting and rings true in a way that, like, yeah, you grow up around the stew's psychic powers. Eventually, you're going to stop caring about the psychic powers. And if you grow up with the psychic powers, like, you're probably not going to think much about the psychic powers unless you're, like, the claw people and you just get caught on the... You get stuck in that, like, arrest development of, like, I'm so special because I'm not, like, a normal person. Okay. But, yeah, uh, in terms of, like, what they actually do with it, it's... They don't really do anything, but it's fine conceptually. Anthony, um, I mean, it makes sense for him. Um, I think it'd be a more interesting story if he did care about his powers. But oh no, it would not be interesting at all. It would be a typical shonen show. I think I would like that better, honestly, in this in this regard. <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, what I was gonna say, and I kind of already got it, but I think, but just real quick, get Anthony's opinion afterwards. I if I. If I was binging it, like, currently or whatever, I couldn't say. But if I had watched season one of Mob Psycho and two was not out, I probably would not watch season two. Um, I think it has redeeming moments. Again, Reagan rules. It's definitely not the worst show I've ever seen. It's probably not even going to be the worst show we've watched on this podcast. <laughs> Can't confirm. Uh, but yeah, it, it just, it's missing something for me. It's not like, hooking me or pulling me in or making me care in any way. So I, I think in that scenario, I'd be like the, um, I'd, I'd forget about it. I'd probably say like, uh, I'd, I'd watch it, you know, and then I forget about it. And when it released, I'd be like, whatever. And then me and Sal will talk one day and I'd be like, no, I never watched Mob Psycho. And he'd be like, you have to. And then, and then one day when I'm like, fuck, what do I want to watch? It would be in that list of like shows, you know, that you have on your back burner. Mm-hmm. I think it'd yeah. be in that, in that kind of realm for me. Okay. So that's going to do it for this week on Mob Psycho 100. Next week, we will be covering the first four episodes of season two. Uh, Thanks for listening. If you want to know where to get in touch with us, listen after the music where we plug all that stuff. Next time on My First Anime, will Chris and Sal come up with titles? from Mob Psycho Introductions. You guys hated what I did that. Um, polka, <laughs> polka dot tea poison. Polka dot tea poison. Will we as a collective be able to handle this fucking outro? <laughs> Find out next time on my first anime.
thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. I play single-player games and multiplayer games, well, sometimes multiplayer games, Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey, also O is a zero, and my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, First Anime. Anime.